words from the hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. This morning, uh, I want us to read from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2 to 6. 2 Corinthians 3, 2 to 6. And I'm going to speak on a topic called written about me, written about me. What's written about me? So, so personalize it, say what's written about me? Yeah, say to yourself, what, what is it that is written about me? You know, like deep in the recesses of God is a plan for every human being, every human life, God has written about you somewhere. And what I'm learning is that God actually wrote the name of all his people in the book of life. All our names are written in the book of life. So only on that final day, when you don't make it, and you've passed from earth into eternity and you don't make it, then God blots your name out of his book. You know, God has so much faith in us. God believes that you're going to make it. God believes that you're going to arrive in eternity with power. God believes that you're going to arrive to be the person he created you to be. God believes, God believes, God is a God of faith. He doesn't think that you're not going to make it. He's not running his enterprise with the idea that you may not arrive in the fullness of everything he's designed for you to be. God's faith is that you're going to make it into eternity with him. So let's read this, 2 Corinthians 3, verse 2. So let's read together. You, okay, let's, let's do better than that. Let's do better than that. Okay, one, two, go. You are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read by all men. Clearly, you are an epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh, that is, of the heart. And we have such trust through Christ toward God. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God, who also has made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Let me read this again from the NLT. The only letter of recommendation we need is you yourselves. Your lives are a letter written in our hearts, Everyone can read it and recognize our good work among you. Clearly, you are a letter from Christ showing the result of our ministry among you. This letter is written not with pen and ink, but with the spirit of the living God. It is carved not on tablets of stone, but on human hearts. We are confident of all this because of our great trust in God through Christ. It is not that we think we are qualified to do anything of our own. Our qualification comes from God. He has enabled us to be ministers of his new covenant. This is a covenant not written of, of laws, but of the spirit. 
The old covenant ends in death, but under the new covenant, the Spirit gives life. Your life is a letter. Your life is written for men to see. The day you begin working properly with God, people take notice. If you've been manipulating your way, people can tell. If you're still trying to attend church and have some things in the world, the world can see your double message. If because you've been abused by men, if pastors have done something to you, if family members have abused you, if bishops have taken advantage of you, or maybe you just heard stories about how crazy church people are, and then you start compensating I don't want to trust pastors because pastors are like this. I don't want to trust bishops because bishops are like this. I don't want to trust churches because churches are like this. You are now compensating for the evil that men have done to you. And as a result, guess what happens? You are not giving yourself 100% to God because of what people have done. Is it God or is it the people? Is it God to fear or is it the people who have done things to you? Is it God you should worry about or is it the men who have taken advantage of you? The fact that imperfection exists among men makes you know that there has to be a perfect standard. There has to be God. The fact that pastors fall doesn't mean that God is not real. It means that God is more real because it means that no matter how high you get, you still need God. The fact that men get broken doesn't mean that God is not real. It actually means that you should be the real one. So you can prove to everyone that men can be real. Every time I see a pastor fall, I get goosebumps. Because I have to be the real one. Pressure mounts on me to be the real one. Every time I see someone fall. Every time I hear bad news about God, about God's people, I don't rejoice. I crawl into my shell and say, God, have mercy. I, I say, God, have mercy. Why? Because someone must represent God. And I have to be the one. You have to be the one. You are God's letter. You are God's epistle. You are God's example that he has written for the world to see. Every time you get it right, people notice. Every time you begin to work with God properly, people notice. Every time you begin to say, I'm a real believer, people begin to pay notice. And some of you, you don't know that you are a letter. You are God's letter for the world. And many people's faith depends on you. When you get it right, some people will begin to get it right. How many of you know that it's not just you that God has in mind? The people in your world, he has them in mind. The day you start working with God properly, many people are going to begin working with God. God has not just you in mind. He has the people you can influence in mind. So one day, a guy called Justin Bieber woke up one day and said he has given his life to Christ. And he began, he went to a concert in Paris and then began to sing. I could sing of your love forever. I could sing of your love forever. And all the 16-year-old girls were crying. I could sing of your love forever. They, they didn't know what he was talking about. They're just like, oh, Justin Bieber loves us. We too, we can sing of your love forever. 
until he began to put his feet down and journey with God and purify and get better and get better and get better at it. You too can be God's letter. When you see imperfection, you can be the good one. You can be the good one. Imagine someone today looking for a white goat. We're Africans. Do you know how we think about our worship for God? We think like, you know how the Habalists say you must bring a white goat? So we go around from one goat market to another goat market looking for white goats. If the goat is not white enough, what do we do? We say, this one doesn't pass the mark. We go around looking for white goat. How many of you have gone to look for white goat recently? You are laughing. It's on social media now. That people are getting special package. Imagine that you spend your life looking for the most perfect white goat and when you present it to God, God says, I'm no more taking goats. I'm no more taking goats. And that's what God is saying. I'm no more taking sacrifices. You don't need to be perfect to come. Just come as you are. I will make you perfect. I will wash you. I will prep you. I will make you the real deal. I will purify you. Just come. Come as you are. And I will work in you. Come as you are. Because you are my letter. The world needs to see that I am real. I he said it. The proof that God is God is actually the fact that he's moving in you. Imagine you traveled. They said there are no more goats in Lekki. You traveled to mile 12 market. They said there are no more goats in mile 12 market. You traveled to Ekbe. There are no more goats in Ekbe. You go to Abekota. No more goats. You go to Ibadan. After all that trip, you found a young he-goat. Very nice. You know, he has velvety. You know some goats have mustache. Some of you guys, you need imagination. You need imagination. Imagine a white goat with a mustache. I want this imagination to follow you as you're going home today. <laughs> you guys understand? After the young goat's full with the white mustache, just shows up. And all of a sudden, still, God is no more doing goats. I don't want your goats, he says. Do you know many of us, all the things we are trying to do, we are trying to be perfect so God can accept us. We are trying to walk ourselves. So the problem is not that you are drinking. The problem is not that you are smoking. The problem is that you are not yielding. And God is saying, just come. But you are not coming to God. God wants, us to, God wants to hear only one thing from us. Here I am. Use me. I am your letter. I brought myself. I am your offering. I am your sacrifice. I am your offering. Look at me at the altar. I have come, oh God. God says this new letter will no more be letter written on stones. It will be letter written on hearts. Your heart will be the writing place for God's new laws. Your spirit will be the birthplace for God's new power. 
Your life will be the place where God will write by his signature in your life. God has come to reveal to you what he wrote about you. God has come to open to you what he wrote about you from the very beginning. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 5 to 7. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 5 to 7. Therefore, he came into the world. Therefore, when he came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sacrifice for sin, you have no pleasure. But then he said, Behold, I have come. In the volume of the book, it is written about me to do your will, O God. I don't need a goat. I don't need a goat from you. I don't need your money. I don't need your sacrifice. I don't need your nothing. In fact, I need your body. Give me your life. Give me your everything. Because when you begin to walk in righteousness, you are my letter for the world. If this message will have another title, it will be, Give me your 100%. Give me your 100%. At what point do you begin to give God your 100%? At what point do you begin to say, God, I am your letter for the world? This scripture in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 5 was speaking about Jesus Christ. But it was first mentioned in Psalm 40 verse 6 to 8. If you can take us back to Psalm 46 to 8, it's exactly the same scripture. I have come according to all that is written about me to do your will, O God. I have come according to all that is written about me to do your will, O God. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire. My ears you've opened. Burnt offering, goats you don't want. Coconut you don't want. Palm oil you don't want. How many of you know that every morning when you wake up at Dolphin Junction, you will see goats, goat head? In Lekki Road, at the roundabout, you see people offering sacrifice. I don't want, I don't want. I don't want your sacrifice. Sacrifice and offering, God does not want. My ears, he has opened. Burnt offering and sin offering, you are not looking for. Next verse. And I said, behold, I have come. In the scroll of the book, it is written of me. I have come in the scroll of the book is written of me. Let's read this out together. I delight, verse 8, verse 8, one to go. I delight to do your will, oh, and your law is written in my heart. Say it again. I delight to do your will, O God, and your law is written in my heart. One more time. I delight to do your will, O God, and your law is written in my heart. One last time. I delight to do your will, O God, and your law is written in my heart. What will it take you to give God your 100%. You have come to church, but God knows you're not fully in. 
You pray, you study, you buy fancy journals, but God knows what you are keeping back. You give your tithes and offering, but God knows you're not 100% in. You sponsor outreaches and have compassion on the poor, but God knows what you're holding back. He knows you're holding something back. He knows you're not giving your 100%. Answers, corona, rainy day, insecurity, there is fire on the road, there is this, this, that, is the reason why you're not giving your 100%. You always look for an excuse not to give your 100%, but God knows better than the excuse you're giving. The whole idea is that you're not yet giving your 100%. There is a book written about you. There is a purpose for which you were sent to the earth. There's a reason God created you. As I say this, my heart breaks so many people. There's, a, there's an agenda in the heart of God when he designed you. From the very, very first day before you were born, God imagined you. You're not an accident. God planned your life. He wrote about you in his book. Every time you read about in the book of Revelation, about the end of time, he says the books were open and they read from them about what they wrote about the lives of the people of earth. Do you know your biggest assignment? To come. It's not for you to discover. Just come. He will open your eyes. He will write his laws in your heart. Just come. Do you know, we've obstructed this with church activities. We go to prayer meetings, but we don't come. It says you read the scriptures thinking in them, you'll find life, but you don't come to me. I am life. I am the bread of life. You don't come to Christ. You do church activities thinking, this is going to get me closer to Christ, but you don't come to Christ. Come 100%. Do you know, some of us were so good until something is coming, like a party is coming, and then all of a sudden we throw all caution away. We're so good until, until, our, next, until our next big breakthrough comes, until money comes. We're so good until something big happens in our lives, then we lose the plot was so good until something happens and then we compromise. When will you be 100%? Ask someone that. When will you be 100%? When will you give your all? When? Are you afraid of the person next to you? Ask them, when will you give your 100%? When will there be no holding back? What do you want God to do to you before you do that? Jesus said, to whom shall we liken the children of this generation? We played the flute, you did not dance. We sang it dead, you did not mourn. What can I do to get a reaction? You know, sometimes God actually reduces the amount of money we have to see how we're going to behave. Just like reducing the amount of money we have reducing the money we have. He's hoping you're going to cry out and say, God, where are you? 
Some of us will just adjust. Sometimes God fires people from jobs. They lose their job. And God is hoping that they are all of a sudden. I can't go to church now. I'm very busy. I'm working on Sunday. Then they fire you. Some people decide that, eh, God, so you fire me. You think I'm going to go to church? I'm not coming. <laughs> Some people are good until it comes to the subject of marriage. I've seen the hottest believers lose it all for marriage. I've seen guys slain by Nicki Minaj. No, she's an icon, not a name, not a person. I hope you don't think I'm talking about the person. I'm talking about how people say they want Nicki Minaj appearance but the righteousness of Mommy G.O. The guy cannot help himself when he sees Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj is the death of me, he says. Why do good guys love bad girls? It's a thing now, right? Good guys running after bad chicks. She cut your hair and tie you to a kitchen chair. And from your lips, she will draw her hallelujah. Why do good guys love evil chicks? You know she's the death of you. But you can't help yourself. Can I invite you guys to the place called 100%? This message is so simple. God has a plan, an idea about your life. God has something he's written about you in the volumes of the books. Jesus stood in John chapter 4 and said, My meat is to do the will of who called me and to finish the work. Jesus said, What gives me pleasure? What makes my blood boil? What makes me excited is to do the will of him who called me and to finish his work. For musicians, it's when the show comes. When the hedges is coming, all musicians lose their righteousness. For Nollywood stars, what is it? Is it AMVCA? Or is it next row? They say that except you compromise, you will not get the next row. When will you give your 100%? When will you give your 100%? Is it until you meet life and death scenario? When will you give your 100%? There's not a person in this room that the, that the voice of the Holy Spirit is not moving in your heart. There's not a person here that God is not speaking to you. And I think many of us are like church where the pastor says nice things. 
Oh, God will bless you. We like this song. Lord bless you and keep you. Cause His face shine upon you. Be gracious. Amen. Amen. It's a great song. But God cannot bless your mess. His favor cannot be upon you until you come to Him. I don't know any father, I said this yesterday, I don't know any father whose child will come from school, four years old from school, he has pooped on himself, and the mess is all about him, and the guy will say, oh, no, 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 don't worry about your mess, just come and take him and put him in bed. Will you do that? Any mother here will do that? What will you start with? You wash him first. You wash him first. God loves you as you are, but he will wash you once you come. You don't have to wash yourself before you come. But when you come, he's not going to leave you as you are. He's going to change you. He's going to walk upon you. He's going to remove the dirt. He's going to remove the smell. He's going to remove that stench. He's going to remove that odor that follows your life because you're not 100% submitted to him. He's going to wash you. He's going to make you clean. Believe me, there may be brokenness in the nation. There must be brokenness in the land. But we are the solutions. Many people have said, let's cause revolution. Revolution by who? Who is the person who did the revolution? Is it one corrupt man doing revolution? After a while, he becomes a new dictator. The first place to start is within. It's transformation we need. It's transformed men who will stand up and change the world. It's men who have been changed from the inside that can stand up and change society. You think like broken man. Uh, we said, oh, it was youth. We said it was youth that we need in government. Right now, youth is controlling all the House of Parliament in the South South. What's happening every day? It's fight, fight, fight every day. It's youth. They're all strong. So it's boxing. Boxing House of Assembly, that's what they are doing. Do you think it's youth that will change the nation? Isn't the one who slapped a young girl in Abuja, is it not youth? It's under 40. It's under 40, it's youth. Is that the kind of leader we want? So, guess what? We're, we're, we're advancing solutions we think will work, but guess what we need? Transformation. Transform men will change the world. Ask someone again, when are you going to give your 100%? When are you going to give your 100%? When are you going to give your 100%? The Lord is waiting for you. The Lord is waiting for you. The Lord is waiting for you. The Lord is I don't know this message is for someone. You've been going to church. You've been doing things well. But you're not 100%. There is something remaining on the inside of you that is not in alignment with the heart of God. There is a stain. There is a dross on the inside. God says, will you allow me? Will you allow me? Will you allow me to wash you so you can be a vessel of honor and bring me a perfect offering? Are you hedging? Truly, I know that the cost is high for some of us. If your entire life is a lie and is built on the life of sin, it will cost you a lot to walk away from that life. It's a young man whose wife was talking to me sometime this season. And the wife says, oh, my husband has a demonic problem. I think uh, there is a demon worrying him. That's why he is always doing wuru deals. He's always doing cheating his customers. I think it's demonic. I said, no, it's not demonic. I know what it is. She said, what is it? I said, he made a pledge that by hook or crook, I would never be poor. So why we're saying demon? No, he made a pledge against poverty that whatever he has to do, he will do it. 
He don't want to walk around Lagos and people looking at him are like, ah, people look at me, stop me, law school. Sometimes I don't have calm, backpacking. People are looking at me like, ah, this popular pastor. I'm backpacking, just walking along law school. People are stopping, people stop on their break. Pastor Mo, is that you? I'm like, yes, it's me. What's wrong with trekking? People are so bound that if they, if they think that they, that they have right now taken from them, it seems like if they're going to die. That's what makes some people never to give their 100% because they tremble under what could be if they lose the life they have right now. There's a guy called Todd White. I told this to, to a few friends of mine yesterday night as we were praying. Todd White is a radical American preacher. He was in a rock band. Band. And they will jam. You know those rock bands when they jam. After that everybody drink. Have sex. He said that. Then he went to one church and they made an altar call. He gave his life to Christ. He came back home and continued to what? To drink. Rock band. He had a girlfriend he was sleeping with and they even had a child together. They were never married. So his loft was upstairs. The band rehearsal ground was downstairs. So he finished having sex with a girl upstairs and come down to play with the band. And drinking beer with a glass of beer in his hand. He will come and meet his friends and say, you know, I'm now a believer. You know, like, you need to give your life to Christ. The friend was like, Oga. Oh uh -huh. We're the same. There's no difference between you and I. No difference. We're the same. You, you party, I party. I see you on, on Friday night. You see me. We shake it down in, uh, where's that place again? What's the name of that one, the highway? Uh, yes, Quillox. We meet at Quillox. What's the difference between you and me? Do you know why many people cannot give their lives to Christ? Because of you. There's no difference who say you're a believer. And the one who is not. So Todd White will preach his heart out. Nobody received this message. You have to be a messenger in the message. Eventually, one day he went to a church, another church, and the pastor preached again. And the bolt of the Spirit wrote new laws in his heart. Tablets of heart. God says, I will give to you a heart of flesh. Say amen. I will change your heart. I will make you a different person. Something in your desires will change. The things you used to do before, you won't like them anymore. You will be changed. I will change you. And Todd White got a new heart. When he got home immediately that day, he looked at his girlfriend and said, no, we're living in sin. Who told him he was living in sin? A new law was in his heart. 
The day you give your life to Christ, don't, don't be saying this thing, we're all on a journey. Seven years, are still on a journey. We're all on a journey. We're not perfect. And that's the lie that is going around. We're not perfect. Like, do you want perfection at all? A pastor is even standing in church and say, any one of you perfect, lift up your hand. Let me cast out a demon of lying inside you. The pastor is mocking perfection. How can the church desire it? What the pastor is mocking. How can the church want what the pastor is looking down on? As if perfection is not allowed. Some people say, no perfect people are allowed. And in the movie industry, it's a thing where you want anybody who is good in the movie to have a bad part. And where you want everyone who is bad in the movie to have a good part. It's a thing. I spoke to a big movie, Nollywood movie star in Lagos, and she said to me, like, nobody is perfect. That's the image they want to project. So if there's a pastor in a movie acting a part, it's a dark, dodgy part. After the pastor finished preaching, the pastor is always touching women's breasts. No redemption in any movie. The pastor is always doing something nasty. How come we can't see that there's a lie building itself that good is not possible? How come we can't see that we're telling people that righteousness is unattainable? Let it be that my life is 100% for God. Let it be that my rising up moment, my going to bed moment is all about God. Let it be that I live in such a way that I can say everything written in the volumes of the books about me, I have come to do. Let it be that I say I have come according to the volumes of the books that is written about me to do God's perfect will. I'm given my 100%. I'm giving my 100%. I may be a pastor, but now I'm giving my 100%. I'm giving my all. I'm giving my life. I brought myself. I am an offering. Write your laws upon the tables of my heart. Make me new, fresh, flaming, on fire for good. My God, change my life. Change my heart. Let my coming to church not just be to mark register, to meet with friends, to gossip, to Jesus, oh God. Give me 100% attention. Give me your heart. Give me your heart. Someone here needs to close their eyes and begin to pray. In the salikra yoduste kamashte kama. Hey, Alamari kama. I will blot your name out of the book of death. I will wipe out the handwriting of tokens and ordinances against you. I will wash you and make you new. I will renew your heart. I will cleanse you. I will write my laws. You will be the genuine one. You will be the real one. You will be the authentic one. Please lift up your hands to God. Please don't be distracted. Do nothing. Don't move at this point in time. Lift up your hands to God. Lift up your hands to God. Lift up your hands to God and say, Lord, I give you my hands. I give you my life. Lift up your hands to God and say, Lord, I give you my hands. I give you my life. I give you my hands. I give you my life. I give you my hands. I give you my life. 
I worship you. Write your laws in my heart. According to the volumes of the books written about me, I've come to do your will, O God. I've come to build your commandments in my heart that I may not sin against you. I've come to write the real thing, O God. I've come, O God, to give you 100%. Nothing is going to trip me. Nothing is going to make me fall. Nothing is going to make me lose my sanity. I will run after you. Write your laws in my heart. Take me away from lies. Take me away from the judgment of men, oh God. And bring your grace into my heart. Bring your power into my spirit. My God, I need the real deal. I come before you, oh God. Thank you, Lord God. In the name of Jesus Christ, we have prayed. And everyone said, Amen. I delight to do your will, O God. Say it out. I delight to do your will, O God. And your law is written in my heart. One more time. I delight to do your will, O God. And your law is written in my heart. What is written about you is for you to journey with God. For you to be like God. When people see you, they've seen God. When people see you, they've seen God. When people know you, they've known righteousness. How many of you know that one person who is always so good, always so kind? And you say, like, if there's a believer, is this person. How many of you know that one person? I'm sure we all do. That one person who always does things. He's never always unnecessarily angry. He's always very truthful. He's always just committed. He's always just going the extra mile. He's always trying for people. We all know that person. Can you be even better than that? Someone who is submitted to God a hundred percent. Hallelujah. I delight to do your will, oh God. The story about Todd White. Todd White got home and then met his wife and said, Oh no, I can't come into you. I can't live with you. We're not married. And, her, and his pastor said, Oh, don't worry. I'll marry you guys next week. Are you guys decided that this what the life you want? Yes. He got them married properly. While Todd White was going to invite his band members to come to his wedding, one of his friends, the one he really loved, you know how you love people in your band? The one he really loved and said to, like that's the one he was preaching to all the time, like give your life to Christ. He was saying from the place of love, but he himself was not a worthy vessel. He heard that his friend had now had a terminal sickness in the hospital. So he rushed to the hospital and said, I've given my life to Christ. Down on his hospital bed, looked at him. My, eh, like really? You're giving your life to Christ again? You know how the proof of the pudding is in the eating? That his friend died. That thing ran toward white mental. Like because of him, Every time he preaches, he cries that because of him, his friend probably went to hell. Didn't give a good witness. Do you know how many people are waiting for you to be the real deal? Do you know how many people are waiting for you to be the authentic believer? And the day you step into that authenticity, something powerful happen in your circle and many people will begin to follow after God. God's will is for you to be 100%. And when you're 100%, you will not believe what will happen in your world. 
Stop giving half measures. Give everything to God and let God's glory be established in your life. God bless you all. Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org.